Welcome back to the Inn at the End. We are winding up now. We're on the final stretch. I just got this new pork belly recipe. You want a taste? Great. Usual to drink? All right, grab a seat. You're back for more. Well, we approach now the climax of wealth beyond measure. If you recall, our adventuring party was just wrapping up days' worth of revelry at the Sunstroke Festival. We begin this week's chapter there with a gigantic effigy of a horse on fire and nothing but desert before them. Let's take a closer look, shall we? Let the adventure begin. Okay, now everybody close your eyes and let the the blackness, the frozen cold of dusk wash over you. And now move your eye across the Salishtar expanse Take in the gleaming cities of twilight and their their raucous festivals and marketplaces and taverns. And now move slowly, noonward, taking in the desert of the expanse. Feel the hot sun pounding overhead. Feel the coarse sand hot and biting beneath your boots. See the Bedouin tribesmen with their colorful clothes and their unparalleled horsemanship move across the desert and see the monsters lurking in the places that most men fear to tread. See the shadow spirits, the wind spirits, and now see the thinnies the the places where the world is unraveling and as we move closer to noon we see a towering effigy of a horse on fire and it is burning and it is bright and it is celebrated and people are dancing with joy as it goes up into the air sending its clear smoke as high as it possibly can a signal to everyone around that the tribes people here are unafraid and unconquered by the desert. And there is our adventuring party after a few days time of rabble rousing and interrogating their, uh, the mysteries out of their friends and, and, and asking about their destination. Let the adventure begin. Uh, do you want to intro us this time or do you want to do that halfway through? Let's keep it consistent and do it halfway through. Okay. (laughs) 
Today, I am your host and DM, <laughs> Rhett, and joining me around the proverbial podcast table is uh, Caleb as Conrad Amberseeker. Milo as Docs. Alex as Franco. And Dash as Zashir the Nomad. Excellent. And this adventure has begun and we have hit the apex, the climax, the tip of the iceberg of the Sunstroke Festival. Culminated after weeks long festivities of games and challenges and drinking and feasting all in the name of, of friendship and strength and unity. And now burns the effigy of the horse, one of the Bedouin's most prized possessions. And you all got to get to noon. Balin's ready to go. He finds you guys kind of after the, the partying dies down, after the effigy burns out. He's like, well, guys, um, this is great. I mean, this is great. Uh, I didn't think that I would ever get to enjoy the Sunstroke Festival again. Um, th- I, pff, we're close. I hope you guys can taste that treasure. Shouldn't be long now. All right. I say we just, uh, yeah, we just. You know, don't dilly dally. Let's go straight there. It's yeah. very exciting where we're going. Yeah, I definitely like these guys. I mean, they just uh, they know how to party. Uh, lots of good drink and lots of good talks. And yeah, it's great stuff. Do you all think that there's benefit in us trying to procure some 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 sort of mode of transportation like a camel or a a horse? Or should we just hoof it on our own? I don't know if we have any like enough. Yeah, I turn out my pockets. I'm like, oh. Uh, could I maybe try and convince uh, some of the leaders to give us something for our journey? Yeah, a, a pack. Um, I don't know. I will say this: uh, Zashir knows because we need to carry that treasure. Yeah, Zashir knows no horse is going to make it this close. Uh, I mean, much closer to noon. Uh, it, it's going to be too hot. The the terrain's not going to be. I mean, they could probably do fine on the train, but we need it's not going to do as well. Camel and like a cart. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, if you want to, if you want to make your plea to to the elders, I mean, yeah, I'll make a plea. Oh, okay. oh, oh, I'll plea. <laughs> well, I mean, you, we're the best chance of finding this treasure, so you know, on our way back, maybe we could drop them off some. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. The elders are there, and they and they're basically they've kind of formed a sort of sending off party of sorts and the elders, including the woman that had, had spoken to you before and sort of was more open with you. You know, she says you have not a long journey ahead of you, definitely less than, than two days travel. Um, you, you've got to be close now. Um, my, uh, my dearest elders and nomadic friends. I, uh, I know we are not far from our destination and, uh, Achieving our, our our absolute goals of getting the gold, um, but I, I must inquire one parting gift from you, if I may. Uh, it, it would, uh, I believe, we could use a, a cart and and possibly a camel to tow our treasure back. Uh, and uh, if we do get a, a rather large haul, we might uh, drop a few your way. Huh? Is that, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? And it does sound good to them. They're not that interested in the treasure. Of course, they will accept their fair share. They're more interested in the stories of your bravery, of your conquering the elements. And like they told you before, it's like getting to noon is virtually impossible in some regards. So they'd be excited to celebrate in your your triumphs 
as far as parting with a camel, you're gonna have to roll me uh, a persuasion check on that. Uh, oh, I use my. I, I just want to say, like this little, this little, this little guy here, uh, Connie. Um, she's he he she's uh, very good at telling stories and could share those with you as well. And she nods at Connie, like <laughs> absolutely. Listen, in, in fact, uh, on our way back, if we have to trade. Uh, Connie, for passage, uh, we'd be more than willing to do so. Uh, Connie seems kind of content to be wherever, as long as uh, they get to tell a story or something. I don't know. I've never really listened, <laughs> but uh, I I believe we could strike a deal here. Uh, but a camel would be that would be tops. Um, I'm going to roll my check here. Uh, can I get help for that? Yes. So what, what, what does that get me? Advantage. For? Oh, advantage. Oh, F and F. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, uh, 11. Okay. Yeah. They hear you. And she says, you know, if you bring the camel and the cart back, you can oh. take, you can take one. Oh, of course. Of course. And, uh, as you know, I, I can't lie to you. So, I mean, this is the truth. That's true. And she, mm. she fully, and I, I, I tapped a little bangle <laughs> magic. And she says, know, she says, and Zishir, making it to Noonward and back is a feat worthy of any of the tribes out here in the expanse. And to hear your tale of it, to see you return, would tell me that your tribe made a mistake. Ah, that, now that would be music to my ears. Thank you very much, Elder Tribesman. We're going to be on our way now uh, with that camel and the cart, which we will return upon success. Excellent. Okay. You guys stock up on provisions with the cart. You're able to get extra water. Um, Zashir probably uh, knows that there is no water between kind of this, this, you know, latitude, I guess, or this sort of, I don't know, circ- wherever we are. Uh, God, measuring in <laughs> circle terms is stupid. Uh, <laughs> Latitude makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this radius, there's really not much more water. So you guys can stock up on extra. You got a little extra food or whatever you might need. And you're good to go. Nothing but you and the open desert. Nothing but you and, and some sunshine on the way there. Balin's ready to go. And with a good send off, the tribes uh, send you on your way out into the desert. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys said you just want to straight there, look right at the sun and just walk straight towards it. We don't want to stare at the sun. No. Can we get any information about these thinnies and how to like see them or recognize them prior to us entering them? She really knew nothing about it. She could tell you that the person that you encountered with the cultists was long dead and she could sort of rationalize that story and um, which kind of worked out for you guys. So that's all you got. Okay. So you guys make the first leg of the journey fairly, um, you know, easily, I suppose is the word, you know, that one. And you effortlessly. guys make, Yeah. Effortlessly. There you go. An even better. Like we've one. been doing this before. Exactly. You guys, you're getting used to the desert out here and the sun is beating down on y'all, but 
uh, you took the proper precautions and everybody, you know, you, you're being smart, you're being safe, you're drinking water, you've got plenty, so you're not rationing it. And the terrain here, it's it's flat <clears throat> and it's, it's you know, it's sturdy. It, you know, it's kind of rocky, but it offers you much easier time across it than the sand. You know, you're not kind of sliding your feet backwards as you guys are going. The first leg of your journey is made really uneventfully. Um, you're taking a look around. There's not much out here. Next leg of the journey begins. Um, so for the second leg of this journey, you kind of consider this like sort of rounding out day one of travel. Um, the sun begins to take its toll a little bit. You guys are keeping up on your water, but we're going to need some uh, survival checks from the party uh, or constitution would uh, suffice if somebody didn't have a good survival. If anyone has any means of maybe helping the party deal with potential heat exhaustion, dealing with, you know, sunburn, things like that, then um, I consider giving some advantage out to people. I was thinking I just might on, you know, uh, part of the leg of the journey, uh, relax with a bit of uh, armor of Agathis just to cool myself down. Sure. <laughs> That's maybe fine. Get, get some advantage on that. Yeah, go for it. That sounds cool. great. Yeah, for a bit of the journey, you, I'm just covered in some nice, icy, you know, armor. And if you guys want to stick close, it's nice and cool there. <laughs> that looks nice. It is very nice. <laughs> Where'd you pick that up? Seems like there's a story there. Um. Well, when you want to, when it's so hot all the time, you you tend to want to be very cold. And one time, I really wanted to be cold, and uh, well, it just came to me. So not much of a story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a 10 for survival. Okay. Connie, you are okay. a little bit of heat exhausted. Yeah. So go ahead and take one one level of exhaustion. Uh, I got a 15. You're fine, Zashir. You're used to the desert out here. In fact, the hotter it gets, you're, you're like kind of loosening up finally. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a cat, you know, doing a little sun tanning. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at these humanoids and you're just like, mm, I don't know. You guys are weak. Uh, 18 for a constitution. Uh, oh, check. you're you're golden. Yeah, you're feeling good. This is a nice heat. I'm going to try to walk a little closer to Franco, I think. Sure. See if I can get some of that bleed off of his chilling. <laughs> uh, learning from the mistakes of uh, the previous uh, heat exhaustion that I suffered, I learned to drink a little more and stay a little more shaded, and I got an 18. Excellent. Yeah, you're good. So just Connie not doing well, and we could probably chalk that up to um, their size a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Balin is doing great too. And in fact, he sees Connie's not feeling the best and he he's trying to offer what assistance he can without sort of stepping on your independence and, and, and that sort of thing. But um, otherwise, you guys finish the whole day's travel fairly uneventfully. You guys can press on if you'd like, uh, or you can set up the fortress that Zashir is carrying and um, take a rest and, and, and recover a little bit and, and get gone. Um, so it's it's kind of whatever you guys want to do. How much travel do you foresee, Balin? And Balin, he he looks up at the sun and he's getting the angle and he he just says, look, he goes, last time I was this close, when the sun was that high, I could swim in a pile of gold, Docs. Okay? Last time the sun was any higher than this, swimming in gold. Not liquid gold. Just gold coins. I'm okay with pushing on. Con- Connie recalling his time with the um sunstroke what was it called sunstroke festival festival um the the tribes people there 
had an interesting way of tying um, a scarf around their head and around their body to kind of keep cool and yeah. um, have that sun kind of reflect off and evaporate. And so he reties a scarf, hoping that maybe it it kind of helps fortify his his temperature and says, I, I, I can be OK if you guys want to press on. And Balin, you know, offers you a, a, a little bit of water, you know, j- just just as a show of, you know, care. Well, thank you, Balin. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys are good to go, I mean, Balin, you can see he's just like he can taste it. And if you guys want to press through, he's eager and willing um, to press through. Yes, I haven't seen any of this weirdness in the desert yet, except for that time with the tower. Right. I want to see what the center has to offer. And out here, you've kind of cleared now some of the rockier terrain, and it's it it's becoming just more desolate. There's there's nothing. There's no reprieve. There's no there's no rock face to hide behind. There's no lizards skittling through the shadows and and through the cracks of these rocks, and it's unsettling. But what you guys get a glimpse of towards noon sort of that wispiness that you all noticed from the the well before sort of moisture collecting and playing in the air it's light it looks like puffs of smoke from milo's hookah over there and it's just it's faint but zashir picks uh, picks up on it instinctually points it out to the rest of you guys there's some mild wispiness out there <laughs> fantastic but while you guys are looking at that, Balin noticed something behind you guys, uh, Duskward. And he says, guys, I, I don't know, maybe we should pick it up or, and you guys look back and up in the air, familiar shapes. You'd seen them when you had come out of the catacombs underneath Gideon's and they had sort of flown overhead and taunted and teased you. And they, they looked like large birds, you know, like, like birds of prey of some sort enormous claws and talons and but they're not birds even though they look like it it's those uh winged basculists that uh they spit psoriasis yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> zashir recognizes them tells you guys we'd better get a move on boys i don't want those catching up to us so let's hustle come on connie i'm down to push it. Case. Okay. Right. Great. One last push. You guys can see the wispiness. We're going to have to roll one more. Um, We're going to have to make this a straight constitution if we're going to try and outrun these these winged basilisks here. You got the camel hauling behind you, just kicking up dirt. Uh, Ten total for Franco. Okay. Franco, you are beginning to feel a little exhausted. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this new uh, extended pace is not great for ducks. I got four ducks. You're now beginning to feel the effects of the desert. I think uh, Connie, Connie's finding his his stride and uh, rolled a, a 19 total. Oh, yeah. You see, you you see that Docs begins to you know he's, Docs is starting to feel it, and you're you're trying to help Docs along a little bit. You're just feeling that extra little pep in your step. Yeah. That that water that Balin gave me and however I tied that scarf around my face seems to be helping quite a bit. I also rolled a 19. Oh, Zashir, dude, you're golden out here, man. Like you're just 
getting yourself a little bath. You're just like, I'm all about the desert life. Okay, now you guys have pushed it. You've outpaced these winged basilisks the best you can, but they are hankering out here. The the thermal gusts must just be blasting up from the desert here and they're just their wings stiff unmoving soaring on these thermal vents here and you guys kept a good pace it doesn't they might not be able to catch you but now you guys see a glint along the horizon in front of you hard to tell how far it is because out here in the desert things begin to blur they begin to look the same the disruption from the heat and the the energy off the ground makes everything look hazy but there is a glint and you begin to make out the shape of one of these magic wells maybe but it's bigger it's immense and you can see the legs coming off this thing but it's not suspended in the air like the other one was no this one seems to have fallen struck the ground or something it looks like a wreck and surrounding it is some sort of walled it's some sort of wall and as you get closer you begin to really make it out and it's like it's it's like this chrome color it's like the walls are nickel plated out here in the desert and it's just blasting the sun right into your eyes it makes it impossible to miss and as you guys get closer you guys are kind of really hoofing it and balen's like guys we got to go and he looks back and these these creatures are gaining on you and if you guys want to push it in here without fighting these things, we're going to have to get athletics check, something like that, because you guys are pushing it the last last bit that you can here. Oh, we can do this. This is like the end of a cross-country race, and you're kicking in to the Come shoot. on, chaps. <laughs> God, I'm not good. You at said athletics? Things. Yeah. Non-natural 20. Well Ooh. done. Connie is just out in front of the pack here. Uh, 22. Okay, Zashir's in front of Connie. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking back and you're like, I'm ahead. And you look ahead and you're, I'm yeah, like, I just, not it's, quite. It's like that scene in Return of the uh, Return of the King where like the hobbits like charge out, you know, at the final <laughs> battle in front of the, the Black Gate. Uh, and then, then everyone runs past them. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, five oh. total. Okay. Oh, no. And Doc's? Uh, a little extra kick in my step. Uh, I feel a little better with a 14. Okay. Franco is struggling a little bit here, and you all are leaving it behind. Even Balin has just an unnatural uh, step to him here. Um, but unfortunately, it's not enough as one of these creatures dives down towards Franco, and you see their gullet sort of expand and like like that dinosaur in Jurassic Park, they spit that gunk at you. Does an 11 hit you? 11's not going to make it. Okay, you can choose to keep running. You're going to have to roll another athletics. They might be able to get another attack on you. Okay, There's... set the scene a little bit for me. Like, Okay, do I, do these guys are in front of you. you. These guys are in front of you, and they are nearing the wall. They are... 100 yards away and you're falling back maybe 150 yards back and mm. they saw Balin just saw and he didn't know what to do because these creatures started diving down and maybe you you tripped you lost your step this creature spat its poison at you and and you rolled over to the side you got back up on your feet and you're booking it and the team's just yelling at you they're like come on franco there's three of these creatures and one of them is coming back at you you've got now like a hundred yards to close you just got to kick it in you can see it's like a wall 
but there's all these sort of like what would almost look like irrigation channels or something, something for like water or something to flow mm-hmm. out of. You can crawl underneath these. And in fact, you know, you can kind of see your team ahead getting ready to like duck down into these things. Uh, okay. Is there or okay, you can so, roll an initiative and attack these creatures. So how 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 close are they um, getting to us? They are out of attack range for you. I mean, I, I would say they're like, even if you stopped movements this year, they're not gonna even going to be able to have a, a, a whole turn's movement isn't going to get them to you. So, so Franco is that far behind? Yeah. Yikes, Franco. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Do not worry about this. I just kind of want to whip around and, and kind of clock where they are and seeing that they're, they're things that are spitting, they, you know, like I, that, uh, that's not great. And then I want to try and close the distance to my teammates using Thunderstep. Oh, hell yes. If, if I see that they're trying to like dive bomb me at all, I'd love to try and grab one of them in that. But I think if they're, if they're just kind of preparing to spit at me, then I'm going to do it like right when they like prepare to unleash some attack at me. Yeah. And then just bounce that way 300 uh, feet. I mean, they're really just kind of diving close enough to spit at you. you yeah. Know? So they're definitely not getting within like grapple range to attack range or anything like that. But. Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be like 10 feet. Yeah. Away. So, so, so yeah, instead I'm just going to, you know, like, like whip around, like I'm, I'm going to fight them and then just in a boom disappear. That's awesome. Yeah. And what you can go like a hundred feet with that or how far? 300. Holy shit. Yes. All of a sudden. (laughs) I'm sorry. That might not be right. It might be a hundred feet. It's it, it. It can be heard from three hundred feet away. That's that's when I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But a hundred feet that gets you right there, back yeah. with the rest of the party. Lightning on a clear day, and these creatures, their poison just riddles the ground right where you were, and 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 you can just sense if this poison had touched you. It. Who knows? Would it have been a death sentence if it had grabbed your feet and tangled up your feet in, in a stony form? Maybe, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> you are now right in front of the party. You all are booking it and <laughs> you've made it. You slide through one of these sort of channels underneath this 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 great chrome, this shiny wall. And for a moment, you feel safe. These creatures, you can see the poison splashes off the edge of the channel goops down kind of from from the overhang down onto the ground and Balin's like go 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 keep going and then you see these creatures they kind of come to the edge and they don't they don't want to touch the ground but they kind of swoop down and they scrabble at the ground behind you guys out in the open and Balin's just like go 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 and he keeps going deeper underneath this channel mm. yeah we we go deeper too yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I really don't want to fight those things. <laughs> and I've got um oh never mind. Never mind. Okay. You guys have evaded the winged basilisks, one of the last trials of the desert. And here you guys are. You are out of the sun. Above you is like tons of metal, of materials, but you go deeper through this channel and it and it really does feel like that. You've seen those those sorts of channels those sorts of ditches these sorts of things uh in in twilight before you know and it's 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 like where the sewage might run off or where they might i don't know 
water isn't necessarily that free flowing, but in twilight, they might have enough to flush these channels every once in a while. And it, and it feels like that's what this is. And as you go deeper and deeper, you begin to feel the sort of coolness, the evaporative um, sort of quality of the air that you sensed while you were at the magic well. And you begin to now see daylight on the other side, but you begin to hear sort of like a, I don't know, a trinkle sound as you guys trinkle. I know. A trinkle? Like, what the fuck trinkle? is a trinkle sound? A, a tinkling like a let trinket me, falling. Let me. Like a faucet leak dripping. Thank you, Dash. Yes. <laughs> and you guys. A tinkle. You guys exit I think you out mean the a, other a, side. A dripling. Yes. Dribbling. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys exit out of this, this channel and you're in another world. It is green. It is lush. There are flowers. There is stalks of corn growing over here, and there are rose bushes over here, and there are carrots bursting out of the soil. And Balin is just like, oh, my God. And you see he's looking up, and you guys look up, and above you, it's this dome of just like transparent material that from the outside, you couldn't see at all. But from the inside, it's very clear. It's, it's blocking some of the sun. It's harnessing it in a different way. It's trapping in this moisture. You're inside of this sort of like a biodome. A, a biodome. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking biodome. I was like, are we going to yeah, be yeah. like, is it Polly Shore? Or no. Bobcat? Some weasel noises coming yeah. from the <laughs> bushes. And you, and you see, you imagine this big dome, right? So imagine a ring of chrome, of nickel plated, you know, steel. And that's the walls that you guys just crossed under through these channels, right? And then what imagine a dome place? encircling over it. And in the center of that, even, you see the magic well. And it had sort of looked like it was just dropped. And there's water sloshing around inside. And it's gushing out all over the ground here. And it's keeping the ground moist. Not gushing out, but it's it, it's coming out. And the ground is moist. And, and, and the air is cool. And these plants are thriving. And it, every plant you can think of, none of which you have very much experience with um i don't know if there's some grapes i might know how to make some wine yeah <laughs> for sure i've never seen such beauty in all my life like Normal. spent in a desert yes yeah. this is this maybe is this a trick this is magic lush, lush greenery look at this i don't even know what this is what do people call this cron <laughs> core cran what is this? And Balin grabs an ear and he like husks it right in front of you. And he's like, it's corn, my friend. It is a grain. And boy, howdy, does it make some of the best spirits. Well, then. All right. That might be my new favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> is this where the treasure is, Balin? Yes. Yes. The treasure is here. Okay. It's downstairs in a basement. This is. This is some sort of arboretum. It's some, I don't know who put it here, why it's here. Was was this not here the, lot, the last time you you were here? No, it was here. Yes, absolutely. And this isn't something that was part of the prince's treasure hoard, some magical greens. Oh, shit. Well, if it was, that would explain a lot of things. 
Oh, I, uh, I, uh, yes, I get it. The treasure is corn. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. no, Zashir, the treasure what is treasure. What a journey it's been. But Balin, yeah, our, I, I, our, I need to know if I believe him. Yeah, Balin, yeah. given our last conversation, our last deep conversation, w- would you say that this is real? Well, no, but... You, uh, it is magic, then. It's a trick. It's an illusion. Ooh. Well, See, uh, it's a trick for me, but it is real, just like not the way you think it is. See, everybody, like when when we were hanging out <laughs> at, at the festival, this is the kind of stuff that Balin was talking about. Have, have yeah, you, you weren't supposed to hear any of that, Connie. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to give you like an existential you know, crisis. Over well, this. it's a little late for that. Apparently, I'm not real according to Balin and uh, uh, Balin is Franco real. Uh, well, um, yeah, but I'm not real. Well, no, you are real too. No, like everybody here is real, mm-hmm. but it's a different, I'm a different type of real. And Connie, the fuck does that mean? Yeah, Connie, <laughs> Connie, like, <laughs> like gestures. This is what I've been dealing with. Balin's the real, Look, real. I'm not real, real. I'm, Look, oh, oh, I'm not a philosopher. Real. Maybe there's somebody here in, in the Solistar expanse that would say, no, Balin is the fake real and we're the real real. Okay. But to me, I'm the real real and you guys are the fake real. Okay. Have here's, you guys... here's all that matters. Connie, why is are this you where so we kill Balin? If we're here already, I mean, if he's saying we're not real. <laughs> I have a question, Balin. <laughs> Did the real Balin die some time ago? Yeah. Have you guys seen Balin talking to anyone else but us? <laughs> the real oh, Balin yes. has never died. Okay. I want to make that very clear. Okay. So you're not the real Balin? No, no. I am. <laughs> We've already heard stories of the dead coming back. Of the real Here is all you need. The treasure spends the same, no matter what level or caliber of real you are. Do you want to be? Do you want to live the rest of your life bathed in luxury and twilight, getting massages from three halfling twins walking on your back? All right, so you are dead, in fact, yes? No, no. Oh, okay. Right, but you, uh, you? But he wouldn't know it if he was. Oh, oh that's a good uh, point. That's I right. I don't think Perhaps I should run my sword through you just to check. I agree. No. an interesting experiment. You all have to get uh, to the yes, treasure first, and fun. you might need me to get there. Well, so, 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 so here's, here's a question I have. Did, you were here before. Did something happen to you? last time you were here and now you're trying to do the same thing to us that makes us real or not real like are you cursed dude i i feel cursed right now oh yes he's trying to do the old switcheroo there's no switcheroo here the deal all the treasure's yours except the one thing i need which is then balan's out of your hair forever I don't know, boys. To be honest, uh, regarding the treasure, I might be more of a corn guy myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this looks pretty useful. If the treasure is yours, there's no, there's no here. This is a place for a civilization in yes, the center I, of the desert. I lived what? here for months. Okay, for months I lived here, sorting through the prince's treasure, and then I stopped need one living. thing. No, no stopping living. 
No stopping living. You would surge. Known. You guys know the surges. The fucking surge came through and I fucking woke up in twilight, Franco. This place makes no fucking sense. And I just want to go home. Right, Don't run well, your sword through me this year. I, well, of course, I, I, I would not. I need you to explain to me how to get alcohol out of this corn. <laughs> <laughs> Squeezing well, it between the fingers. He's nearly... <laughs> I don't, it doesn't, I don't know how that would work, to be quite honest. I we need a still. <laughs> yeah, I, I have brewing equipment. We can do this later. But... <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yes. No, of course. Yes. But uh, he's, he's nearly accomplished, like, what we set out here to do with him, and he should be able to finish that, regardless of whatever real or unreal we or he may not be. Let's just find the treasure. Doc's ah, is yes. the only one unencumbered with Finally. existential dread. Yes. A man Let's... of reason. There's no five-way split here. Four-way split sans one item. Yeah, what what is that one item? I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, but but it's my ticket home. You cataloged the treasure last time you were here, right? I sorted the treasure to find out if any of them were the ones to get me home. I have two big-ass piles. One, shit that I've looked at that didn't get me home. Shit that I haven't looked at that might get me home. Yeah. You're looking for your second home. Uh, are you some kind of genie? No. Ah. <laughs> no. I rub him. <laughs> uh, grant no, no, me no, no, a no. wish. <laughs> Give me a distillery. I, I, there's shit here. I, Doc's got... Look. <sighs> uh, I guess there's only one way to really prove yourself, and that's to, to, to take us to the treasure. Okay, great. Awesome. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, Zishir snags a couple stalks of uh, corn and shoves it in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> great. Sorry, I keep coughing. I should be when I do that. Um, great. So Balin, he leads you kind of through the arboretum. And... I want to take a big drink of water, too, while we're there. Oh, God, yeah. Unlimited water. Yeah. Oh, no, our camel. Yeah, I just thought about that. <laughs> Yeah, your camel is outside somewhere. You guys ditched it, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe you can recover the camel later. Uh-oh. If the basilisk didn't get to it. Who knows, though? Who knows? <laughs> but um, Balin leads you guys through this arboretum, and you're taking in all the sights, and there are fruit and vegetables from this world and many others, and you guys walk past sort of the edge of the magic well, which inside there's fish of many colors, orange fish, red fish, one fish, two fish. No, I don't know. I couldn't think of the, the you know, the book fast Blue fish, green fish. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. And he slurps some water while you guys go past and he finds a lift on the other side of this. And it is this wide sort of um, clearing in the garden here free of dirt and anything like that and it's made of steel it's glistening and you all stand on it and it descends into the ground and the walls are rushing past you and after who knows how long several seconds you emerge into the underworkings of this place and there are pipes running around and there's water leaking, but it's kind of like a grand open hall. And here are heaps of boundless treasure. My breath catches in my throat. Uh, my God, I almost became a corn guy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if you want to keep the corn, I'll take this. <laughs> I throw the corn out. <laughs> okay. Clearly more than a camel's cart worth. Okay. Uh, so much yeah. here. I could, I could, you could finance a small army with all this. Uh, I start uh, looking for armies. wine bottles. Make them fight. Or uh, liquors of any kind. Absolutely. You're, you're going through all of this stuff and mountains of coins and goblets and jewels are like spilling over and Tox is just like looking wildly through all of this, you know, and, and, and Balin's just like, guys, like I, I was here for months. Okay. We have time. At least I assume we have time. I don't know. Maybe the next surge will come and, and wipe us the fuck out of here again, but you know, it's not going anywhere. Right. That's the pile I sorted through. Not what I need. And then he points to the other half and his pile is like this tiny, you know, little (laughs) (laughs) insignificant thing. And then there's just like, this is the room from national treasure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like, and it's, and it's lit with like, um, mirrors that sort of blast light from up above down around is and it. And it feels very brisk and light and all that down here. And, and yeah, Um, It it took you months to get through that much treasure. How did you even get it down here? Because Balin is the greatest fucking thief who's ever lived, Docs. The Emir had toys that I wanted. And now they're yours. Enjoy. Uh, I want to try and find uh, if maybe there's a treasure here that might be significant to my tribe. Because after all, this is kind of more about me not being a nomad anymore for sure Uh, that's a matter of time of of you looking and sifting through all this stuff and uh, balen is positive that there is i mean in the sense that like there is everything down here you're like you're like digging through a pile of something and like you cut your hand on some like ornate dagger and he's like i don't know maybe that dagger is significant to your tribe doesn't look like it to you but like that's the shit we're dealing with here right (laughs) so well, I, I want to stick like just like a, a few like gems in my pocket that I find. Oh, yeah. Easily. Just just as like a small little backup. Is the next three episodes just us rolling table? Treasure <laughs> yeah. Treasure okay. table. Yeah. Get your fucking D100s out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the sheets he was trying to pull uh, up earlier. Go. go ahead. Connie, Connie wants to look for musical instruments and any sort of jewelry, not loose gems or anything like that, but actual jewelry yeah that that looks interesting i want to pose this to you all as the dm first and foremost some of you are exhausted do you want to begin treasure cataloging and sorting now uh there's no way that i would wait i think Mm -hmm. seeing that as we came down i feel invigorated even if i still have the condition of of uh exhaustion i i caught a second wind i at least for this i am not exhausted Thanks for playing. <laughs> I feel Rubbing great. It in. Yeah. I'm going to look through his pile first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. There's no easy way to do this, but there is like- so much fucking treasure down here that virtually anything that you can name. I mean, like Franco, who's probably arguably the most familiar with what is shit and not he's he's everything he picks up is valuable he picks up a dagger and he's like oh this is like a plus two fucking dagger of spirit binding and he like chucks that and he's like this is a fucking dagger of i don't know lightning strikes or something and he like chucks that out of the way (laughs) i mean that's 
the fucking place that this is. And you guys jump in, you're sorting treasure. Getting the treasure out of here seems to be the biggest problem. How are we going to get out of here and get by those flying basilisks? I think that's what Franco's trying to look for with with his kind of keen eye is anything that's magical that helps with the movement and storage of of goods. Like I think that's that's he's not, you know, he's he's looking at this stuff, but it's just too massive to like like take a, individual things. Like a bag of holding. Yeah, yeah. Things so in the, that vein. What um, about the tower? Yeah, it can we close stuff with in people that? in it? Would it close with objects in it? Let's oh, shovel it smart. in the tower. It will close with objects in it because, um, yeah, you guys, I'll even say, experimented with that. You put like some extra water and provisions in there and things like that. All right. Well, I'm going to open up the tower and let's yeah, just start then. hucking stuff into it. And while they're doing that, I'm going to continue to look for alcohol. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, so you open up the tower and it goes to like unfold as tall as it can, but it can't quite reach that, but it, it kind of stops in the, in this sort of contained area that you have it in. Roll me a, everybody roll me a perception. Okay. As I'm looking around, I am consciously trying to keep at least, uh, Balin in my eye line. 19. Uh, 17. Yeah. 11. 19. Okay. Everybody. 15. Everybody except for Franco fucking hears. Like a fucking comically awkward, you know, golden bowl clatter to the ground on the opposite side of the room. And it's like the first person who's Balin twirls on his heels and he has a wand pointed at this thing over here. And you guys all turn and face and Balin's like, somebody here. And go ahead. Wearing my my stealthy sandals, I'm going to duck behind a pile of treasure. Well, while uh, Balin confronts whoever this is, I'm going to close the tower and then pocket it. Good idea. Folds up. And as you are kind of tying the fanny pack onto your waist, whatever, a dragonborn, scaly, black scales, riddled with slash marks and bite marks and burn marks. And he's like, Balin, is that you? And Balin's face just goes pale white. And here is a a dragonborn, and he is just decked out to the nines. You know, he's got like his he's bare chested, but like he's got like a sword on his hip, and he's got like stuff on you know just like wrapped around his belt, and he's got like bandoliers of like you know wands and different sort of like knickknacks and all this sort of stuff. Um, and uh, from behind the treasure pile, you hear Connie say, uh, Balin, uh, who's that? Why didn't you tell us about them? And Balin's like, I, and he's like, mm. I draw my sword. Good idea. Good idea. And I say quietly to myself, for the corn. <laughs> for the corn. And he goes. It's your rallying call. <laughs> and he goes, Kriliak? Look, and Kriliak's like, Balin, I I thought you were dead. The surge came and you were gone. And Balin's like, I I have no idea what happened. I woke up in some city over in Twilight, and I have spent the entire time trying to get back here. And it has been nothing but a trial after trial after trial. And Kriliak's just like, 
well, then who are these folks? And Balin's like, look, these are these are my friends. They're good people, Kriliak. And well, okay, Franco, maybe we're not friends yet, but I feel that bond with everyone else. And they helped me get back here. And I, I couldn't have done it without them. And Kriliak's just, he looks incredulous. And he's just like, I don't know what to think, Balin. I've seen others here from the outside. And Balin's like, look, this place, I've seen it for myself. It's some of it doesn't make sense. Okay. The magic is leaky or something. Okay. I don't know what's going on, but it's, it's, it, 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 it's messed up. And, and he's like, I swore I saw you come back. Man's like, look, I, I've been gone. He's like, I know because I killed you, Balin. He's like, no, 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 no. No, you guys know. <laughs> you see, that we alive. were right. You are dead. Oh, man. Yes, no, yes, I am see, not dead. I should have bet corn on this. <laughs> I am not dead. No, the surge sent me back to Twilight. Kreliak, we are going home. Okay. We've got extra help here. We sort the treasure and we get the fuck out of here. This doesn't need to be a big deal. Okay. We're, I'm back. I'm fixing it. And you see, Kreliak's getting a little bit more tense, he's getting a little bit more agitated. You shouldn't have brought them here, Balin. This is just like you. Is this some sort of backstab, some sort of betrayal? Balin's like, nope, 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 nope. This is... Like, I thought you were dead, okay? Because when I woke up, you were gone. You're telling me you've been here the whole fucking time and you haven't found a way to get out? Kriliak, you know, they start getting at it and all this sort of stuff. And Balin's just like, you know what? You couldn't find a fucking way to get out of here. That's on you. You're a big as idiot if I, as I thought you were back home. You couldn't, oh, and, he, and he's just like, and Kreliak, he's just he's like, shut your mouth, Balin. I tried. It's not here. You failed. You know, and Kreliak takes a step forward and he draws his sword from his hand and Balin pulls out a wand from his hand, but it's not the like slender piece of wood. It's not the junk that Franco's thrown away. This thing is, it, it, it's, it's technicolor and it has these orbs that are radiating sort of octarine light off of it. And they're, it's glittering and rainbow opalescence. And, and he holds it out and he says, don't fucking take a step closer. Okay, guys, guys, you want your four-way split? He's in your way. Kriak, are you in our way? We want to take treasure from here. Are you going to make a problem for us? And Kriak's like, he's like, I am in your way. Because this is our treasure, right, Balin? Well, now I, sword. I, I don't see how this can't be, you know, our treasure. You know, we could all split it uh, evenly. There's, uh, there's uh, too much for any two men to carry it alone. Um, besides, uh, we have uh, certain items that could help with hoarding this out. Uh, I'm only here to get back into the good graces of my tribe. Uh, my compatriots have their own desires as well. Uh, it, uh, it doesn't need to be bloodshed. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't take a lot to to change the the divvying up of treasure from five to six. We can we'd be happy to have you along. And Balin holding out his wand he says, hear that, Kriliak? They'd be happy to have you along. OK, this doesn't have to be a big deal. You're making it into a big deal, Kriliak. And... Kriliak's like, I should have known you'd play your tricks, Balin. I should have known this is just like you. Everybody warned me, and I watched you backstab one after another. And he takes a step closer, and Balin's like, I, 
I'm going to light your ass up if you take another step closer. And Kriliak does. So, uh oh. Where this is going, boys. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, this is fucking stupid, but okay. <laughs> so, Balin, using his wand, thrusts it outwards at Kriliak, the black um, scaled. Uh, dragonborn and suddenly erupting from the end of his wand power erupts forth and suddenly it's like a freaking machine gun a veritable machine gun of gems start blasting from the end of this and start slamming uh kriliak in the face and he's just like holding it there. Go, 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 go. And Kriliak's trying to bat these things away. And suddenly his face turns. It's like starting to get bruised and bloodied. And it, oh, one of these gems hits a fang and chips a fang off, hits him in the eye. His eye is just oozing blood and it swells shut. Go, 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 go. And before it's all said and done, I mean, dozens and dozens of these gems, red, blue, green, doesn't matter, slam into his face. Um, and also, and also blinding him, I guess, partially. Um, well, this guy doesn't seem reasonable at all. And <laughs> I know Balin, so I'm going to go and punch him. Okay. Oh go ahead and punch him. And then we will roll initiatives. I'm not super excited about saving Balin as a player. Oh, same, but as both. <laughs> yeah. But we know Balin. So you, but do we choose sides? Is the only reasonable one here. Well, yeah, well, you guys, you guys I would say sides here. This seems like a personal conflict. I don't yeah. want to get my hands dirty. We'll let this play out. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's a eighteen and a six. <laughs> eighteen hits. Uh, seven magical punching damage, and let's stunning strike him. And what? Stunning strike. Oh, good. Oh, I have to do flurry of blows first. Let me roll those first. 18 and 21. Excellent. Yeah, both. 14 more damage. Okay, great. And stun is a DC 13. Uh, he is not stunned. And I will uh, disengage as a free action and move away. Excellent. 30 feet. Easy, no problem. Okay, do we have some initiatives ready to go? Uh, six. Bye. Uh, four. <laughs> I... <laughs> I hate what I rolled. Uh, that's a 23. Very quick. Seven. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. That's okay. Connie, you're up first. And you just saw Balin light this fool up with, I mean, just rained a veritable treasure in and of itself into this guy's face and body and just lit him up. And then Doc's wasted no time capitalizing on the, on the shock. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to prepare an action. Um, I'm going to wait until the um, the rest of my party has acted. If I can do this, um, you can tell me if I can't. Um, I'm going to cast sleep on the Dragonborn Kriliak after the rest of my team is gone. And I'm going to cast it at a fourth level. Okay. I will let you wait. Okay. Um, Balin's up next, and he certainly doesn't waste any time. And hmm. And everywhere where you guys are standing 
is suddenly it's more of like a, a stone sort of surface and suddenly sprouting from ben, between the grout and more grass beautiful crisp green grass hmm. everybody's now standing on grass that's balan's turn what <laughs> and now it's docs uh yeah let's move back in and uh punch him two more times do it uh 22 and 8 22 hits uh nine damage doc's doing some work over here <laughs> yeah uh let's fury blows it again i've got the key <laughs> uh that's two ones oh no, <laughs> oh, no. I, that's that's so unlikely uh wow <laughs> oh my god you like roll up to like you know jeet kundo this dude and through divine intervention it feels like, you know, you go to punch him and the grass is like sprouted from underneath your feet and it threw off your your stance and everything just enough. Whoosh, you miss one and Kriliak is like blinded in one eye and he just sees the other fist coming. And, and it's like, again, the grass just like whoosh, and it just grazes his nose and he's just like, ah, what the fuck? Franco. If I'm, a, if I'm oh, allowed, I will disengage and move away, but I'm totally cool with not doing that either. Um, can you do that with after Flurry of Blows? Yep. Or? Flurry of Blows, uh, I am allowed to disengage as a free action and move an additional 10 feet. We'll say, because of your crit fail, the grass threw everything off, including your escape. <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. That is some bad luck right there. <laughs> uh, Franco, your turn. Uh, I want to look over to Zashir and say, are you going to fight him? I believe I am, yes. It, well, it seems like we are all fighting now. I'll give you a pat on the shoulder and say, be quick about it and cast haste on you. Oh, yes. Nice. And that's my turn. Uh, Sweet. So what does is, what is haste do? Sorry. Uh, so you your extra attack, movement speed is like doubled. Yeah, uh, your speed is doubled, plus two bonus to your AC, advantage on dex saving throws, and you get an extra uh, action on your turn, which you can use to attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. At the end of the minute, you are stunned for like one round, but that's 10 rounds away. Wow. Okay, Uh, then I'm going to run up to Kriliak, and I'm going to... um myself advantage with fighting spirit and i'm going to use my great weapon fighting and take a negative five and here we go uh and that is a ooh, that's an 18 that's a hit sweet uh and that is going to be oh you guys are cleaning this dude's clock oh yes uh that is um uh 13 uh so that's 23 damage wow okay and then i'm going to um uh attack again with my extra attack uh, this time I won't take a negative five. He's blinded, right? Yeah. We have advantage then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, going to be a 25. To hit? Yeah. yeah. That's a hit. Okay. <laughs> and that is also, uh, that's another 13 damage. Uh, and then with the haste, I'm going to attack again. Excellent. Good and show. Is going to be non-natural 20. That's a hit. <laughs> that is going to be nine damage. So 23, 13, and 9 damage. <laughs> okay. I got it. I'm going to have to get the calculator out again. I don't have to do this all the time because normally my bad guys die a little bit slower, but 
That would be 45 damage. Holy shit. Okay, this dude is like just getting pummeled. And he, after just getting the ever-loving shit kicked out of him, you know, he's bloodied. And he was like, looks like you learned some things, Balin. But it's been a while. And I've learned some things too. And he like puts his hands together and he mutters a few phrases and you see his his scales it's almost like he's molting and they begin to slough off and where his eyes once were now burning red orbs and his face begins to as the scales sort of slough away it looks what's in its place it's it's like living shadow and you see the telltale white smile in this sort of vanta black gulf in front of you and you recognize it shadow spirit sort of expands and just pulls his skin apart like it's wrapping paper and where there was like a seven foot dragonborn there's now like a nine and a half foot like shadow spirit and he's like see balen i wasn't the only one and he goes to take an attack at balen uh, I don't want to disrupt any of that, but my, when, when do I get to cast sleep? Oh yeah. Before yeah. that happened would have been appropriate. Yeah. That's my bad. But the narrative was so good. I didn't want to interrupt. So, so you see this motherfucker like sloughing off his skin. You see him trans like the, the, this like sort of inner shadow spirit, shadow demon sort of coming out and Connie ever thoughtful casts sleep. Yeah, you start to hear this light little tune kind of build from behind a pile of treasure. And um, it sounds like jiggly pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and is is Balin anywhere near? Oh, yeah. Balin's within melee. Okay, because I want uh, within melee of Kriliak. Yeah. Okay, because it's, I think, a 20-foot sphere. Sure. Um, so if if there happens to be any bleed over after focusing it on Kriliak, I, I would like to see if it'll work on, on Balin as well. Sure. Okay. Um, so let's see here. So if it's at fourth level, that's a lot of D8s. <laughs> yeah. And holy sh... Okay. Uh, 23 to hit. Wait, do I... No, or no, I just roll, roll the D8s, right? Roll the dice, okay. And that's okay. And it affects them based on HP. Okay, yeah. And I just have to match whatever their current HP is or so greater. 5D8, 7D8, 98, 11D8 at fourth level. Okay. Where is the roller on BD Beyond? Uh if you just go to Google and you type in dice roller. It brings up a nice little dice roller, right? You can there just in type in roll eleven d eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do that because. Let's well, you can, okay. Yeah. Roll eleven d eight on hand. I do. I, I just don't want to get them. Oh, okay. um, roll eleven d eight. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, total sixty three. Sixty three is yeah. easily enough to put Kriliak asleep based on what he has left over does not leave enough left over for Balin. Okay. Uh, and after assuming he collapses and starts sleeping, um, Connie pipes up and says, uh, uh, 
he's he's asleep. We're safe now. Let's can we just maybe talk about what's going on? Balin? Yeah. Balin's like he's a he's got a freaking shadow spirit in him. I do, what is there to talk about? I have no idea. Well, he brought up some pretty interesting arguments about about you personally. And I don't know if I can trust you to be honest. Well, that concludes this week's chapter of Wealth Beyond Measure. It has been a privilege to have you join us this far and hope that you'll join us for the conclusion next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to support our operation here at the inn, well, I know the innkeeper, the bard, would like you to visit patreon.com slash in at the end. Or perhaps you'd rather leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. Either way, we hope that you join us next week for the final installment of Wealth Beyond Measure, our first one-off adventure here at the inn at the end. Until then, grab your sword and keep on adventuring. <laughs> <laughs>